2: everybody to the mind of the meanie your weekly peek in the world according to former wwe superstar and ecw original the blue meanie we'll cover wrestling music movies sports and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the mind of the meanie i am your tour guide josh Chernoff, and he (laughs) is the blue meanie meanie what's on your mind doing
0: good brother just uh it's friday night well, if you're listening, Monday morning it's Monday morning, but uh, <laughs> I'm quite chipper. Uh, <laughs> we've been doing these Friday night uh, sessions, and uh, usually my day's been so full that like my balls are dragging by the time we start. And I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, I'm in zombie mode, but I'm uh, feeling pretty good. I'm pretty good. Man, no Zom- complaints.
2: Zombie mode. I, uh, did, oh, yeah. W- I should w- have said that. has been in zombie mode <laughs> lately. yeah. Um, Hopefully, hopefully your zombie mode is more entertaining. Although great makeup on the, on the yes, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, Scotty
0: Too Hot. posted his. Uh, he was one of the zombies, and he posted his. Was he on, really on his Facebook? Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, I, that was uh, something I, I that did.
2: really compared to the ECW uh, or the WWE ECW zombie. Um, yeah, I the feel The makeup bad for was that guy. Great, was badass on this. Uh, unfortunately, it was on a WWE program, and it was terrible.
0: Hey, uh, did I ever tell you the story behind the WWE C W zombie?
2: No, but I'm going to sit back, relax, crack this open, and listen to your story. Oh,
0: yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. Uh, what, what do you got there? Orange pineapple Wegmans. I have good and gaither cucumber melon. Yeah, go. it's an early one. Um I this story's not that intriguing. Well, it, it might be. It just makes but, stuff up. Uh, I want why not? Everybody else does. Um so they were having the first WWE CW tapings for Sci-Fi. And they wanted uh like, you know, since it's Sci-Fi, they wanted to kind of do a cross promotion, you know, whatever. So they wanted Samman. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to utter the sentence, but uh, they wanted Sandman to cane an alien. Come out and uh Singapore cane an alien. Sure. But <clears throat> one of the executives at Sci-Fi said, well, an alien would survive a Singapore cane. He could just shoot Sandman with a laser. Why don't we just do a zombie? You know, just...
2: Man, that guy, I hope, got a... Uh- Nice yeah. severance package.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Is that
2: something they take very seriously over there at Sci-Fi, or at least they did? It must,
0: it must be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. About, that I'm whole, not about I,
2: to let the new ECW brand ruin the integrity of, of our aliens. Sci-Fi network and the aliens that represent us. So, Man. Yeah, I hate that.
0: I hated that whole Sci-Fi connection because. To me, it was just another reason for the naysayers to go. See, it's fake science fiction. is fake. Yeah, nah, it, nah, didn't nah, nah. it didn't fit. It didn't. Fuck at all. you.
2: Having said that, if sci-fi wants to put mine to the meanie on, uh, oh yeah, yeah, I'll uh, it, uh, look. I look. I'll, I don't I'll have go cable. beat a zombie with a cane. I don't care.
0: I don't have cable. Is sci-fi still a thing? I
2: can't be honest with you. I have no idea. They changed the spelling. I want to say of sci-fi oh, yeah. year like a decade ago. They went all rhino
0: on us. Yeah, They went all rhino on us and added a Y (laughs) instead of an I. Yeah, I have no
2: idea. Um,
0: She just called Sifi. Yeah, fuck it.
2: I think (laughs) Sifi's married to uh, Ric Flair.
0: Sifi Afi. What? No, that's the Million Dollar Man. No, Sifi Afi. That's the guy who uh, replaced the Tonga Kid for a second. Like, uh, they had a Tonga Kid came out. They replaced Snuka, who was on, uh, you know, doing things, and then uh, they had. I C. think C. they v. were Afi. looking for his coke. Well the Okay, she she slipped, brother. Uh, oh. They um, they just uh, and no, they brought out Cviafi, who uh, like did the tiki torches, the fire. He did fire dancing, and I think he came out to the song, the theme from Shaft, like that,
2: and like it yeah. was the big. big Great, great correlation between those two characters.
0: Yeah, it was like a big thing in the after magazines. They like to openly mock them about you coming out to the theme. From, like, it wasn't like, who is the man? It was like one of those other songs. Okay. Know, like All right. Well, that's the-
2: a little better then. c v
0: Damn right.
2: Um, <laughs> and uh, that
0: is the name of this week's show.
2: Da- um, damn right or Sifi Yafi or whatever. the c v Damn right. No, I don't know.
0: We'll figure, we'll, we'll say something goofy enough to be the name of the show this Man, week. Yeah, that's the goal. I'm dude. trying to work it in because you, usually we're like, fuck, what do we call it this yeah, week? Yeah, you just gotta like, figure
2: it out right away. Um, yeah, I try
0: and nip that shit in the bud right
2: now. <laughs> hey, so it's episode 61. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, oh now, I'm saving that now for 69. we got, we got eight more weeks. Eight more uh, weeks for the yeah. teehee. So, yeah, I saw my shadow, we have eight more weeks till we teehee. Um... <laughs>
0: uh, oh, yeah. man. So,
2: uh, hey, we were talking about aliens and how they yes, cannot dear. be taken down by a Singapore cane. Uh, so my recommendation would be that the Sandman go hide in a bunker somewhere because, uh, man, UFOs just yeah. kind of hanging around. Meanie, Exciting. I know you're, uh, you're a big fan. Big fan. Well, if you so,
0: well, if you you were afraid of aliens, you could have had Sam talk to them, and they just would have fucking left. They're like, enough eh. of this, you know. Bigfoots exist. Look at the Library of Congress. <laughs> nah, it's like, all right, heck, <laughs> fuck Is this that shit. Ever- <laughs> they fucking take <laughs> off back in space. But yeah, aliens, man, I'm all for it. Come, to, come, take me, man. Seriously, where are
2: they taking you?
0: Anywhere, so I've seen it all. Anal probe
2: and all, you're you're good. Well,
0: can't be anything worse than I do in the shower already. Um, Soap's a whore. So Uh, so. soaps
2: so makes you your makes you their whore apparently. Um, (laughs) No, uh,
0: dude, that reminds me of there's a uh, kids in the hall sketch where uh, they're on there's a they're on a spaceship and uh, two of the guys are the aliens. And they got like a, a like a production line where they're just giving anal probes, you know. And it's like two guys talking about you know work. You know, my wife breaks my balls, blah blah blah. Anal probe, and then the next person comes in, and they're going It's going on and on and on, and then the, finally they go anal probe, and they give the guy the anal probe. He looks at the camera, and he just smiles, just like, which gets the big pop, you know. <laughs> Um, no, pun in, no pun intended.
2: But no. Um, but let's talk. Let's talk about the, these aliens. Um, I'm all UFO. for yeah, dude. So what do you, yeah. do, you do? you think? Because look, every time someone sees a UFO, even if you wholeheartedly agree that something else is out there and that UFOs mm-hmm. are, are really aliens, you know, coming to our planet. Um, I mean, you have to know they're not all. UFOs when someone sees... Oh, right. some, oh, well, first of all, let me say they are all UFOs. UFOs, unidentified flying object. Doesn't mean right. it's an alien. It means it's an, an right. a, a flying object that they can't identify what it is. And that's... Uh, what's the other term they use for it?
0: Uh, UAP? Uh, something un- unidentified aerial
2: phenomenon? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. But let's say, line. you know... Um, I'm old
0: school. Stick with the fucking UFO. Yeah. Right? UFO. There's no
2: like, you don't need to fancy up. A, like all of a sudden like look, I'm all for not offending people. I'm not a, a, a cancel culture yeah. guy. Uh right. I am a cancel someone if they're an asshole guy, you know. I think yeah. that's cool. Um yeah. but I also think like hey, like I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. You're, you know, lifelong George Carlin fan, but it's like Oh, they uh, yeah. Come on. You're George
0: Carlin and me. Yeah. Yeah, you it's can't you enter- can't
2: uh, like just get offended by everything. But is this really what we've come to now? Like we need to be like, well, unidentified flying object is maybe offensive to aliens. <laughs> we need to make sure oh, that we Yeah, I
0: was I thought you were le- legit going to say somebody on earth got offended, which wouldn't no, shock me. I'm just,
2: well, why the why would you change the term? I don't know.
0: And I hate it. Like I I don't know. I don't know why they changed it. And I, and I understand a
2: phenomenon it. like kind of bumps it up a bit in like the, you know, spooky side of things, but yeah. What are they doing? Why are they like I don't. Know. Like what meet what it's meeting a- happen? Like I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that meeting. Or like uh today's agenda, uh UFOs. Should we change that? Is the O a little too much? Should we be? Our, uh- and we probably spent a lot of money
0: and tax dollars on that meeting. Yeah. To uh <laughs> that fix something that didn't need to be fixed. Yeah. Like uh yeah, George Carlin, you know inner my inner monologue goes, it's stupid. It's useless language. Yep. You know.
2: Yeah. It doesn't you know? it doesn't matter. Let's pre
0: board the plane. No, you're either on the plane or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you pre, know, yeah, yeah. Pre boarding.
2: Uh, no, that's just boarding. It's just yeah. the first people who are boarding.
0: Everybody get on the plane. No, fuck you. I'll be in the plane. <laughs> Let evil Knievel get on the plane. Uh, Thank you.
2: See, oh, I I, I've always... But, but I'm I've always wondered about that, getting stuff. on the plane. Yeah. Do you think because the original planes were open that that's why? <laughs> no, think about it. Seriously. No, it's, it's valid. It's you know a valid what I mean? Because technically, you're, your head's like above it, right? Like there's nothing yeah. over... So you're... On it, you're stepping down onto it. I mean, you're still in it, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. is this interesting? Pod Squad, let us know. It's this, is this interesting, we're splitting hairs. Um, uh, but yeah, thank
0: you, dude. I was, I, I sent you the, mm-hmm. the 60 minutes piece, and then they also had like a, an overtime thing on their YouTube, yeah, where like these pilots in the military, uh, and people on uh battleships have filmed. Mm. these unidentified flying objects. And even the most hardened of skeptics, you know, the. the I, I want to say the Lieutenant Favor was the one pilot that they interviewed. And he followed it, and it disappeared, and it showed up like 60 miles away. It's just like, he's like, I am not an alien guy, but I saw what I saw. And uh, whatever it was, it was not something we have. And it's, it, even our... Our planes couldn't physically do that without, you know, breaking apart. Going from like zero to well, I think you know, you'll see them 60, just all of a sudden feet. they're
2: there, they're there, they're there, and then, like zoot, 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 and then it's like, pff, yeah, it's gone. It's just what, what the, where'd this go? It's
0: a bit of showing off, uh, yeah. I think these arrogant fucking aliens. Well, uh, that's the you have you the know, aliens uh, just
2: sitting there, and just be like, hey, you know, hey, hey, Blorg, yeah, watch this, hey, shit. Blorg, I'm gonna f- I'm really gonna fuck with this guy real quick. I see him watching yeah. us with his little grainy thing he's so impressed that it that yeah. they can catch us on on you know they don't even know what and then
0: the, the alien goes world star and voom,
2: out the fucking out the fucking shop yeah they're saying uh, so like oh yeah they're using oh that's cool that's hd oh that's fun yeah we did hd yeah. <laughs> like 40 million years ago 40 klingon
0: yeah. whatever their fucking years are called but yeah, yeah. Like- uh, dude, I'm all for that. I, I undisclosed everything. I told you the story. I saw a UFO yeah. back in 82, 83. And, I, you know, whatever it was, it was. But it fucking inspired a lot of people to call into the radio station we were listening to on the way home. And mm-hmm. everybody who doubted me seeing this thing looked in the back seat, And I'm just like, fucking told you. Yeah. You know, and they were kind of kicking themselves for not, like, coming out of the house. But, like, me, my sister, and my cousin saw it. And yep. they fought. They follow. They ran down the boardwalk. I said, "Fuck it. You tell me what you saw, because I ain't running anywhere." <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, they came back. I, I They're I don't, like, I "Don't
2: it, love uh, don't love aliens that much."
0: Oh well, you know, there's no payoff. You know, just just fucking.
2: Well, it? Yeah, you weren't gonna. I, catch I knew you.
0: the. I knew the. I knew the board. Well, I knew that boardwalk ended at some point, so yeah. I can't go swimming after it. And just <laughs> you know, eventually, you just you end up swimming. I'm like, eh, yeah. fuck that, you know. No. Uh, I'm going to watch The Facts of Life. You guys tell me what you saw. <laughs> uh, I have a crush on Joe, you know. I wasn't a Blair guy. I was a Joe guy, so. <laughs> you
2: know. Yeah, Facts of Life. I remember those. Yeah. I remember you, take
0: goods, you take the goods. You take the bad. Yeah. The Facts of Life. I don't I mean, know the rest of it.
2: enough. I don't know what it is. Um... <laughs>
0: I always thought Adam Rich grew up to be Pat Oswalt for some reason. I thought they were <laughs> like the same person for the longest time. It was crazy. That's awesome. You remember Adam Rich from Made is Enough? Yeah. The kid, yeah. short kid. Mm-hmm. Short guy. Uh short guy. He had the bowl cut that every parent gave their kid as a kid as yep. a I had that. Yeah. I did.
2: Um But uh yeah. Speaking of speaking of a short guy, big guy. Uh Dark Side of the Ring, man.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: when's that? Do you know when that is? The 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 one on uh, on what's his name?
0: Uh, Nick. Uh, no,
2: no, Nick no. Kate? Uh, big guy. What's it, what the hell? The uh, K-9. oh, Bruiser Badlam. Yeah.
0: Hey, buddy. Hey, bro. No, yeah. that, the big guy is the lumberjack. Hey, buddy. Hey, bro. That's the lumber. Uh, that's Johnny Canine. Hey,
2: buddy. Johnny Canine. Hey wasn't Johnny Canine the one who would he would eye up the people? Say, oh, he's a no, big that'd... guy.
0: I was the Lumberjack.
2: What? Who's the Lumberjack?
0: The Lumberjack was the guy who booked the first show in Canada. Yeah. He, he, he booked the first show I ever wrestled on. And uh, Sabu, when Judge Strudno showed the show. <laughs> but, but, and
2: man, and I, I mean, I might be really losing it here, but I could have sworn I got something mixed up in my stories. I thought the big guy was, I thought that was the same dude.
0: I was the, the Lumberjack.
2: Hey, Patreon members, could you guys all weigh in on here? Am I the only one who got confused with this story? So the, uh, Lumberjack-, the Lumberjack. Lumberjack was like 6'6". Six, six,
0: and like and he he'd eye up, up whoever
2: would come in.
0: Yeah, so by in, he'd go, you know, and just do the,
2: you
0: know, put the, his hand on the.
2: But what's this? Okay, wait a minute. But what's the thing when you were well, when they're you dressed both, as Albert Del- and you came down and you were doing that? I was doing Johnny Canine. Right, and what were you saying there? Hey, buddy, hey, bro, you, you a five-plate man? You five-plate man? <laughs> you know? I could have sworn that that huh? was the same guy who was going on, big guy.
0: Well, they're all Canadians, so... Well, that, I mean,
2: maybe that's the thing. Maybe I got confused because... Yeah. Maybe we told I, the I'm stories, sure they, like, I, together?
0: I'm sure they worked on shows together, yeah. uh, but... As do, you far think, as, do you think yeah.
2: there's a chance that Johnny Canine ever walked in the door and the lumberjack was like eh, big guy?
0: No, he was definitely taller than Johnny Canine. Johnny K9 was like 6'1. Lumberjack was 6'6, big dude. Uh no uh big lumbering guy. So maybe that's why he was the, the lumberjack. But, Jack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Johnny Canine. Yeah, I can't wait for that episode. I'm excited
2: I, for it. I just thought I like I know all the Johnny Canine stories you've told. I know that they're trying to canine, the the blowing up a police station, all that stuff. I know. Yeah. For whatever reason, I just, I must have missed the part where you shifted to talking about someone else and thought you were still, because we were up in Canada in the story, maybe I thought you were still talking about Johnny Canine. I always thought. It's like a
0: Mandela, you're having, this is your Mm -hmm. uh, Mandela effect. uh, Yeah. Moment. But yes, Vanessa says on.
2: lumberjack. Well, Vanessa, listen. There there goes your uh Patreon of the year award. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> um Nah, lumberjack uh big guy. He's also the guy they uh gave a, an X like X like X-lax pie to cuz he was eating everybody's food in the house. So, I don't know if I told that story. Um like, uh, we, we at the uh, our school, they would uh have a, a commons fridge, and the guy would just eat everybody's food and be like, Hey, man, uh, might not eat my food. He's like,
1: Hey, it's in the fridge, fair game,
0: <laughs> you know. They're like, Oh, okay. So, two of the guys went and made a, an XX pie, and uh, <laughs> the one dude, uh, Steve walks in and he goes, Hey, uh, you know, they set up the con, you know, they go he walks into the the main ring where everybody's training. goes hey guys uh cuz Steve legit worked at like a nursing home and then he would legit bring like leftover you know, mm-hmm. hey got some leftover pie i brought from the home if anybody wants and you know the lumberjack just perks up like huh
1: huh hey uh hey steve
0: yeah what what jeff
1: uh what kind of pie a chocolate oh right on right on <laughs>
0: So fucking lumberjack pretty much, you know, powders out of the ring, goes over. And I think he had like two pieces of pie before they're like, hey, slow down. Hey, (laughs) nice. snooze, you lose? (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, they had to fucking save him for himself. So um, there's a show that night in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, we all hopped in, you know, everybody hopped in Al Snow's uh, minivan because yeah. he's a family man. Uh, but we're stopping halfway to pick up Al. Al's got a brother named Khan, uh, like, you know, Steve Khan or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, we pull over at this rest stop to pick his brother Khan to drive the rest of the way. So we, we pull up to the rest stop and the lumberjack just hops out of one of the students' cars. He goes,
1: hey, guys. I have to go to the bathroom real bad. Rick's got loose spring in his van. It's uh, shaking <laughs> up my bowels. I have to go. I'll be right back.
0: And he runs in to go take like a half hour shit. <laughs> and uh, we're like, man, we got to get to the fucking building. So somebody, you know, literally gets the hook and pulls him out and get to the building and date and pew! he powders right out of <laughs> the fucking car again. And he's fucking shitting, and shitting, shitting. shitting. So, the, the, he's in the in the Battle Royal, and everybody in the Battle Royal just grabs him and just starts slamming them. Body slams as hard as he possibly could. Just, <laughs>
1: Guys, no! <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Put me down! <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you know, uh. I think he, you know, he, he pretty much eliminated himself. You know, fucking took a powder over the top rope, runs the back, straight to the bathroom. Yeah, you know, blah, and, blah, blah, and blah, then eliminated blah, 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 blah. his
2: uh, his bowels. Oh,
0: yeah. so uh, drive back to Lima from Dayton, which is like an hour, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody had an idea that you know he's going to have to probably take a shit. So everybody hid the fucking toilet paper in the uh, in the in the restroom. Well, I mean, we had like a, a bathroom that was like a bathroom, bathroom, two stalls, sure, urinals, stuff. like So <laughs> we get back to the school, and he runs down the hall to the bathroom, and it's just like, blah, 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 blah. and then you hear,
1: guys, G- guys, there's no toilet paper. Oh, dear and God. they were like,
0: everybody's like playing deaf, you know, just like, you
1: know, da, da, da.
0: <laughs> so he. He does the gingerbread walk down the hallway.
1: <laughs> Guys, didn't you hear me? I said there was no toilet paper. Ah, uh, what am I going to do?
0: And like, there's a kitchen right next to the, the living room. He goes,
1: "Ah, coffee filters!"
0: and grabs the coffee filters and uh, finishes the uh, the deed. But uh, wow, yeah, that's uh, Jeff the lumberjack. So wow.
2: hey, great Je- opportunity. Je- Jeff, what?
0: Jeff is big guy. Uh, Johnny Canine, Bruiser, Battleman.
2: Hey, buddy. Hey,
1: bro. Okay. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, bro.
0: You got. You always have to do the the mustache too. Like, hey, buddy. Hey, bro. You know. So.
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad we cleared that up um, for for you for me because <laughs> I'm apparently the only one who thought that. Um, yeah. But you know what? I don't really have a good transition. I was trying to do one, um, but. Here's the thing. I guess you don't need to have violent diarrhea for things to smell down there. Um, <laughs> so. I had a, a sixth great
0: uncle who died of uh, <laughs> chronic diarrhea,
2: as I learned in my ancestry. Yes. Uh, tree. Um So there are other ways that, that that area can become quite stinky. And if that's the case, well... I suggest you clean up your shit by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code MEANIE20. Flowers are blooming, Meanie. The grass is growing, and it's time <clears> to <throat> chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim your hole safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped, the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience, our pod squad, Use the code MEANY20 and get 20% off plus free shipping at manscape.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They are here to make sure you are trimmed and smelling nice, even if you didn't just have a horrible bout of diarrhea. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Um, Meany, have you been enjoying your, uh, your Manscaped?
0: dude it is the most convenient way the uh the trim the hedges um you know in my in my single days you know when i wanted to <laughs> impress the ladies <laughs> uh i i did the old traditional uh ha- hair clippers and uh one wrong move and it's you know case of the ouchies uh and you know it's you know, toilet paper to dab blood isn't really uh, that you know pretty down there. But with Manscaped, uh, they they give you a, a, a beautiful piece of machinery. Uh, it comes with a guard to protect yourself. It comes with a light so you can see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I got the I got the, uh, the the old school trimmer, and I also got you know went and did
2: above the neck with the weed whacker. Oh, uh, how crazy I great actually went. Wh- oh, like I'm not an ear right? hair dude. I don't have that. Um, but you want to clean up around the nose hairs a little bit. Starts to tickle the mustache. I know you're not a mustache guy, but
1: yeah, you want to get <laughs> in
2: there, make sure everything's nice and clean. But tell us all about the Weed Whacker. That's the nose and ear hair trimmer, which provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. No more gross nose hairs flying in the wind, Meanie.
0: Dude, it is such a pleasure. To, uh, you know, I'm getting up there. I just turned 48, and uh, I got to be a little bit mindful of the nose and ear hair. So, with the uh, the weed whacker, it just quietly—that's the—that's the cool thing about this technology. Both pieces of machinery are quiet. So, uh, when you're you know up and around the nose, and then you go do your ears, it's 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 nice, peaceful, quiet, and it gets the job done. And uh, I don't have to worry about going out in public and being embarrassed by. It. A stray nose hair or a oh, man. ear hair, where I look like a pagoda. When you were over like at
2: that. the uh, ECW arena for RVD, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but yeah, um, I have it on good authority that when you walked in, he was just like, "Yo, Meanie, dude, where are your nose hairs?" Bro, used to look like a party favorite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know what you're talking about with the Weed Whacker? It's that 9,000 absolutely. RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. I just happen to have that memorized. Um, Manscaped has that in their Weed Whacker. It makes whack in the old weeds time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Speaking of hygiene and whacking the weeds, listen... Uh, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. And I'm talking, of course, about the Crop Preserver. It's anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg, which is the worst thing that can happen to your balls next to leg-dropping them. Uh, You'll (laughs) also find the Crop Reviver spray-on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there just like spring flowers, which is, I think, what all of us men are looking for. Um, Speaking of smelling fresh, complete your grooming game this spring with the new Refined Cologne Signature Scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. Yeah, That's right, you will literally smell like Jerry the King Lawler. The cologne is light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. You'll be the talk of the next quarantine hang because apparently at quarantine hangs. According to manscaped, that's where we all fuck each other. Um, can I say that? <laughs> you just did. Um, smell good, feel good this spring. Get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code. Meany20 at manscaped.com. Uh, do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Uh, So, you get 20% off and free shipping with code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. Again, it's 20% off and free shipping with the code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. It's spring cleaning, baby. And your balls will thank you. But we're going to thank you, too. And I got an idea, Meanie. I'm throwing this out there. You might not even want to do it. But I'm throwing it out there. Wild card. Limited to 20. First come, first serve. Okay? The first 20 people... And you can't dig out your old, uh, your old receipt. I'm talking from this day forward, the first 20 people to show us proof, proof that they used our promo code for manscaped.com, we're going to send them signed concept art from our, our Chella Toys action figures.
0: Very cool.
2: That's just for free. So you're talking 20% off free shipping, and when you send us an email... To, you can send it to any of our, our, you can DM us, you can send it to, uh, you know what? Do that. DM us. Go on Twitter. E- make, make it easy. At mind of the meanie, shoot us a DM with a proof that you used it, that you used our promo code, meanie20 at manscaped.com from this moment forward. Doesn't count if you did it last week. From this moment forward, and the first 20 people, we are going to send you free concept art. And for those keeping track, um, those go for twenty five dollars over at mindofthebeanie So, I, I think that's fair, right?
0: Ah, oh, it's more than fair. You're, so you're, you're getting such a, such a good deal there. Yeah, uh, little uh, rookie cards action yeah. there. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get Don West, West out here to. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give that away. Um, because I, I, you know what. Sometimes people need that extra little something to make them, uh, to make them, and I believe in this product,
0: you know? Same here, man. Like, uh, they sent me, you know, you know, for everything below the waist, I went into my own pocket and bought the one for, you know, Mm -hmm. the ear, nose, and I went and bought, they also have a foot spray that's really nice, too, like... Go and take a nice hot shower, lay in bed, and spray your feet with this. Uh, it's, it's got green tea in it and stuff like that. Tea tree oil. I'm sorry, mm. tea tree oil. Okay. Foot spray. And your feet just feel so much better.
2: Meanie is making a fantastic point. You know, we have our ad read here that covers a couple of their key uh, things, like the you know the Perfect Package 3.0 and stuff like that. But yeah. there are a lot of products there. And that promo code Meanie20, that works. That'll take 20% off of anything. So. yeah. Go check it out. Browse. Um, and uh, I do want to say Vanessa Legit. has written here with a musical note. Uh, it's getting hot in here, so shave off all your balls. I am getting so hot, I want to shave my balls off. We should definitely uh, make sure it's known that with using Manscape.com, of course, promo code Mini 20 you in fact won't shave your balls off. You'll shave the hair off your balls, but the whole point of Manscaped is that you won't accidentally shave your balls off.
0: Unless you're into the BME Pain Olympics and then uh My Heavens.
2: Don't um <laughs> Hey Anthony Camarada's here. It says, hi, Pod Squad. Josh Meany, it's been a while since I could catch a live stream. I missed everyone. Well, we missed you. We're happy to have you back. And if you're saying, wait a minute, I'm listening to this, but how are these people on a live stream? That's because they went to patreon.com slash mind of the Meany and they became official Pod Squad members. They're here. They get to be here live. They get to be here for the Zoom call that we're going to do immediately following this. They get to be here for the watch alongs like we did the other uh just last night we did one as we're recording this uh um, that was a lot of fun what's that
0: that was a lot of fun
2: it was a lot of fun and the zoom calls even even more fun because we're actually interacting with all of you it, it it's a blast so uh yeah patreon.com slash mind um it's what oh bless yeah i got gotcha. you <laughs> oh man so
0: i'm forty eight but i'm still thirteen years old mentally <laughs> 'Cause that makes me let like, giggle like a infant. Um seriously, uh <laughs> no
2: So Slickter uh, says the BME Pain Olympics might be the worst thing I have seen on the internet. I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know what that is and I'm really feeling like I don't wanna find out. But Meanie, let us in. What's the BME Pain Olympics?
0: Yeah, I can't no, <laughs> I can't. Cause we still put this on YouTube, right? So yeah. uh yeah, I don't know if we would get flagged for being uh, explicit, but Okay. Basically, you know, if you want to watch somebody chop their nuts off, you know.
2: Wait, uh nope, I don't even want to go further into this now. Do do you want to timestamp it so we can edit it? No, 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 we can keep it in because listen, if you're listening to this and you and, and this is something that I'm not concerned that our listeners are gonna are gonna listen to this and go, I should Google that. I I hope. Don't Google it. Don't Google uh, it. This is a full disclaimer. Do not Google it. Do not watch it, and do not imitate it. No, in, in, in not necessarily in that order either. And that's are they just legitimately one the chopping things. their balls off? I I don't know. Because I, I got to tell you, that kind of feels like a one and done situation. Um, I don't know. Not not returning to the Olympics after that one.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh but, uh, man, yeah. No, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pass on that. Hey, do you remember uh, two girls, one cup? Yeah, I remember my good friend and uh, independent pro wrestler Dave Sagan uh, out there in Texas,
0: going, uh, going. Hey,
2: man. Uh, I want to show you something, and he starts bringing it up, and I'm like looking. It's these two girls, like hooking up, whatever, and I'm like, yeah. And my response was like, okay, like. Really don't feel like sitting and watching porn with you, dude. Like this is this is kind of a weird thing. Thanks for sharing, but yeah. you know it's not the first time I've seen two attractive women in in this uh, in this situation. And then, nope, it was a horrible, horrible. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. it was more like a. So, it was. I guess the only
0: good thing that came out of the situation is the reaction videos.
2: Yes. Which somewhere, there's, there's a reaction there's, video of me, because he filmed me watching, which is when I started to become a little suspicious. I'm like, what? He's yeah. like, I just want to film, you know, your reaction to this. And yeah. I'm like, all right. Like, I thought it was going to be one of those things where, like, you ever watch those things where or it's like, like read closely or something, like, you know, turn your volume up, and it's, like, very quiet Music and then something's like ah and screams at you and jumps. You know, I thought you it was going to be something. Screen. Like, yeah, like I thought it was <laughs> going to be something like that that was going to like yeah. freak me out. I'm like, oh, he wants to catch me, like you know, getting startled. Which, for the record, getting scared and getting startled are two completely different things. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're not going to scare me, but you will scar- startle the shit out of me. I am easily startled, and I'm, and it is what it is. I'm not a fan of, fan of being startled. No, me neither. My wife yeah. does it. Like, sometimes, so we've got, you come down the stairs, you can go in our hallway, which is a wood floor, which is, like, squeaks like crazy. Or you can go around the other side through our uh, dining room, which is uh, carpeted. And it yeah. all arrives in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she would just, like, she claims that it's never on purpose. But before we remodeled our kitchen, your back, would, if you're at the sink doing dishes, your back would be to the entrance. Mm-hmm. And she would just all of a sudden just pop up. just be. She'd be like, hey, so I'm like, mother, fu-, like, you know, like scare the shit out of me. And she'd always be like, oh, yeah, like I didn't mean to scare you. And then the kids would be like, what happened? And she'd be like, oh, daddy got scared. And I'm like, no, daddy got startled. There's a difference. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. What's up, Meanie?
0: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of startle. Uh, not that I get startled that often. there's I'm I'm big fan of like no selling shit. Like somebody tries to say something funny or cool, and something if it, even if it's you know at my expense, I just I just look at him like you know you know. Yeah, you know, I just deadpan them. You yeah. know, I I know it's great for a podcast, but you know,
2: just uh. <laughs> well, no. if you go to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning, you'd be able to watch this. Oh, I, I'm I love no selling people. Uh, <laughs> What's the best is... no sell you've ever done that you can think of? Like off the, I mean, you can't really judge it just now, but like off the top of your head, is there like a great one? Maybe with like somebody that we were familiar only... with that you've no sold. Hey, oh yeah,
0: no, here's one. Uh, and it's a total mystery to me cause I fucking sold this, no sold the shit out of it. So I'm walking down the street. Uh, I forget what I was, I think I was walking to the bank for my, my place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if somebody's yelling like, Hey, Hey buddy. Hey buddy. I'm not going to answer until they say my name, Mm -hmm. you know? Cause uh, obviously if you don't say, Hey Brian, Hey Meanie," Mm -hmm. you don't know me. Right. So I'm not going to. Usually it's you know somebody it's, asking for money or whatever, right? It's actually, a good. Uh, I never turn. I won't turn around. I refuse until I hear my name. So, this is the most bizarre thing, and I and it it still makes me. I think about this to this day. I'm walking down, in Philly. one of our main streets streets is Oregon Avenue, right? I'm walking down Oregon Avenue. I hear, "Hey, jobber, jobber, hey, jobber." Jobber, and I'm just walking. I'm not even looking, I'm not looking mad, I'm not looking happy. I'm just walking like I might as well just have headphones on and not hear mm-hmm.
1: hey, hey, jobber, hey, jo- jobber, yo, jobber.
0: And I, I kept walking, 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 and then eventually I had to make my turn and talk. And but like, I don't know if maybe it was a, one of the boys, you know, <laughs> trying to break balls, or was it a fan being a dick but i couldn't tell you who it was because i they didn't say my name i didn't recognize the voice and i as far as anybody knows this guy was just screaming random things out out of his car with nobody addressing it so that guy looked like a a nutcase just yelling (laughs) jobber jobber what's that guy need a job somebody give him an application (laughs) you know just you know you know hey buddy you uh, my job is to make that person looks stupid Yeah. by just not even acknowledging it. That's amazing. Who's he yelling at? Who, who's he
2: talking to? Well, That's because nobody else knows he's directing it towards yeah. you. Why yeah. would they?
0: And no idea who it was. No idea. I didn't recognize the voice. But it, it happened for like, a, it was almost like a good minute of uncomfortable. And I was like, nope. Just kept walking.
1: It's awesome.
0: You know, I just no sold the
2: fuck out of that guy, whoever it was. Man. You know. Fucking Nova. Yeah, yeah um, probably. Hey, let's talk about Nova for a second. You'll be teaming with Nova yes. uh, in Alaska. Yes, sir. You, Nova, and little-known member of the BWO, Black Machismo. Um, yes. Where's Stevie? Do we know? Is he just not able to take the booking? I don't know. Previous, I don't know going previous going. engagement. It's got an, unbo- like
0: if an unboxing. It, if it, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's,
1: not, it's never been an issue.
0: It's like, you know, like if they get two of us and the third can't make it, we're yeah. going, oh, well, what's he doing? It's just like, oh, yeah. yeah. I enjoy Nova's company. So, you know. yeah.
2: That's it. Mean, like, oh, like. First of all, what is this now? It's 2021. People should be like, I think there might be dissension between the BWO. It's like, the like Yeah. First of all, there's not. It's I mean,
0: it, look. Furthest I, thing from the truth.
2: No, you know? and I am sure that he would. Except
0: during football season when, because yeah. me and Stevie are an Eagles fans and <laughs> he's a fucking cockroach cowboy fan. Yeah.
2: But, you know. But
0: other than that, we get along. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. As I enjoy my uh, coffee.
2: <sighs> nice.
0: But, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, the BWO's is good. Uh, this might be the last BWO match set of matches ever Mm -hmm. because Nova has talked about hanging it up. Well, I'll I'll say that we're going to do these uh, three shows in Alaska and then we still have an obligation to do a show for Nova's brother, Donnie B Mm -hmm. who was doing uh, before the whole shutdown, we were going to do a fund fundraiser uh, for Donnie B. I want to say the rotary club where he lives. And it was going to be it's going to be BWO, me and Nova, Mark Henry's slated to be on the show, but not Stevie, uh, so
2: just you and Nova again.
0: Stevie, yeah, Stevie's busy, man. He's uh, he's yeah, got a lot I, of good stuff going on. Yeah, I hope people don't. Understand. I'm yeah. not
2: like trying to stir yeah. shit here. I, Stevie's legitimately, he has been very successful, yeah, uh, in, in the things he's doing, and it, they're time consuming, and maybe yeah. you know the guy doesn't want to take the booking because he a doesn't need it, b does it you know, doesn't feel like traveling. Doesn't feel like, there are a lot of reasons. There's no heat. No heat. I'm if not I, if implying I, if that I, there is. If I could be quite candid mm-hmm. myself,
0: I'm not really looking to take bookings either. Um, unless, A, it's somebody I'm familiar with. I know I'm going to just go and have a good time. Mm-hmm. If it's like, uh, you know, my last two bookings were MLW and Ring of Honor. If they happen to call again, I'll be there in a heartbeat because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, but when and it comes to fun doing-
2: and, uh, MLW man was, you could have walked there pretty much. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. another thing like travel. And this is pre COVID <laughs> who the fuck wants to go through an airport who wants to deal with, you know, and- Dude, I
0: did, I do like w- before that, one of my last bookings before that I did a show in Ohio and, um, it was just like, uh, somebody I hadn't worked for before I went and worked it. I knew Nova was going. So I was like, all right, cool. And we had a blast. We worked the, uh, me and Nova worked the uh, Gymnasty Boys.
2: Yo. Yeah, they're, they're fun. They're fun. I, I got to call some of their matches before. They're, yeah. they're fun.
0: They're great. And it was a fun match. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know what? I walked into this show thinking with a bunch of like, like, Fuck this! I don't want to do it. Blah, 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 blah. And then I went up having a great time. And I felt like such a dick. Then the next day I had to fly home, and I had a flight that's supposed to leave at eleven. I was supposed to go home again at one p.m. on a Sunday, and I got stuck in Chicago for eight hours. And I didn't get home till midnight, and that just soured me on taking bookings. Yeah. It's not the actual shows; it's the fucking travel.
2: Well, the other thing is, you know, I remember this is something you that know? I think was maybe. I don't, know, I don't remember if it was in school or one of my, like, um, one of my certification classes or something like that. And they talked about how, like, your time, you need to put a number to your yeah. time. Like, what, you, what is your hourly pay? Is this maybe, like, if someone has, you know, a, a, you know, a, a shoot job, your real world yep. job out there, you know, yep. and you're thinking about doing a side gig, well, look at your job. Whether you get paid hourly or you're on salary, you can do the you can do the math and figure out what your hourly pay is. Or just say to yourself, say, hey, my free time's worth 150 bucks an hour. Like nobody else can judge that but you. You know? Because if All you right. think your free time's worth five dollars an hour, take a look in the mirror. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should yeah. up your 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 self-worth. But yeah. the thing is it was such a great lesson, and I've tried to take that with me. Now, I'm also all for paying your dues and, and doing, you know, there's a time In, in the place, beginning, your first year, but, right?
0: two years in the business. But okay. when you
2: get to your point in your career after your right. level of success, there's nothing wrong with saying, here's what I charge for an appearance. And, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, man, you make that for a six-minute match or whatever it is. No, man, you don't make that for a six-minute match. You make that for the eight hours that you're stuck at the airport. You make that for the, you know, the however ma- hours on the plane, the travel yeah. to and from, the night in the hotel. Like, and I just, to me, I've always kind of tried to equate that when people just be like, hey, you want to do this thing? You want to do that thing? And I always say, like, is it worth it to me? Right.
0: You know? Yeah, it, it's like, um, you know, uh, I've said this for a while, and then I heard Jericho say it. I was like, well, I don't know who said it first, but it's absolute gospel truth. When you're in, you're in the business this long, they don't pay you to wrestle. They pay you to leave the house. Yeah. Uh, and uh, here's a lesson if for all aspiring wrestlers out there, if you've been in the business you know, a day or five years, you always got to factor in, when you when you're asking for pay, okay, uh, do you, like you said, do you have to take off from your shoot job? What would you have made that day at your shoot job? Right. Okay. Uh, are you driving? How much is it going to cost for gas, tolls, food, and all that stuff? Where okay, I'm asking like ballpark figure. Say I asked for three hundred bucks. If I, my first two years in the business, asking for three hundred bucks. Well, after everything else. After all the time and miss from the shoot job, driving, food—if you were, you're going home with just seventy-five bucks—is mm-hmm. it worth it? Is you know, of course, you could be selling merch too and all that stuff, but merch should be the the uh, whipped cream and a cherry on top of the. Uh, it should be dessert. It shouldn't be your main course. Yeah. You know and what but I'm
2: saying? It so often is like there were. Yeah. You know, I know like I, I came up in a time where it was legit like, you know, if you were making twenty-five bucks on an indie show, and I honestly yeah. I'm out of touch with what talent, young talents making or whatever, if anything's changed at all, but same, same. But yeah. but if I was getting like twenty-five bucks, it's like, okay, well twenty-five dollars basically that's the gas to get here and to get home. And I'll grab yeah. a bite to eat while I'm out. Mm-hmm. And so why am I doing this? Well, I'm doing it for experience. I'm doing it to get my reps in. I'm doing it to get noticed maybe or whatever it is. And in the beginning of your career, when you're trying to get noticed, I'm all for that. I say do it. It builds character. It gets you out there. Um, you know, play the game. Get it, Go out there and, and, you know, don't worry so much about money. Don't worry like, oh, well, I got to make this much or whatever. Don't worry about that. You're trying to do something bigger. Yeah. But when you're someone like you, you you know, an ECW legend, former WWE superstar, you're not the guy who's going to go like, oh, I mean, I basically lost money on this, but I'm just happy to be here because I'm getting some experience. You've got the experience already, you know? Yeah. And on top of that, someone like in your position, you're a draw. Right? So.
0: Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and uh, here's another thing for aspiring wrestlers, because I see a lot of people mock this shit online. Oh, working for free and all that stuff. And I was like, well, Look at your first one to three years as an internship. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're going to a college for a chosen profession, uh, you could be, you know, the big shot college senior, graduating top of your class, but when you go into the business world, you're starting all over again. You You could have been the coolest kid in eighth grade, but next year you're a freshman in high school. You could have been the greatest senior in high school, but next year you're a freshman in college. All right, you're the big dog on the college campus, but if you go to the NFL, you're buying everybody's lunch and dinner mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they you know, you know, in baseball they make you wear the uh the the kids backpack or whatever. You're doing whatever. Yep. But in the first three years in the business, you know, you it's an internship of sorts where you're going out there, making connections, getting exposure, and uh learning. And uh eventually, you know, and I learned that lesson from Bigelow when I was in ECW. Uh, you know, I made X amount my first year, and Bigelow pulled me aside. Hey, you know, uh, how much you making? You know, I hate talking pay, but it's Bigelow, so I was like, so I told him I, was like, I make X amount. He's like, ask Paul for this amount. He's like, and he's like, look, you're BWO, got this and everything. You can ask for this, and Paul will give it to you. And, uh, this was in Trenton, New Jersey. I remember it was at the ballpark and Paul was in his car and I kind of stood there, you know, like side-eyeing, you know, went, when's he free? You know, I don't want to go interrupt anything, you know? So I go, I go, yeah, Paul, you got a chance. And I talked to Paul and I pitched it the way Bigelow told me and, uh, you know, Paul went, you know, he said what Paul says, you know, oh, yeah, good. Okay, sir. And, you know, well, we shook hands and. That was my new deal from then on out, and then we start running four shows a week, and then it really made a difference, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and improving my quality of life and actually pitching in around the house. So you know, but those first couple of years, I was driving from Atlantic City to Detroit for maybe thirty bucks. That didn't cover gas, tolls, or f- food. Yeah. Luckily, I stayed. I stayed at a friend's house along the way. But
2: the moral of that, know. the moral of that story is, and it doesn't work for everybody, but. Don't worry so much about the money. Worry about, you know, showing everybody what your worth is. But once you have shown people what your worth is, know what your worth is and don't get off your couch for less than what your what your worth is. So
0: ask for what you're worth plus 30%. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Well,
2: you and I are notoriously terrible at trying to uh Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Uh trying to get paid. Um but well but you know what? And we're lucky. It's because we love what we do. And sometimes yeah. it feels like stealing to just be like, give me money for this thing I really love and will do for free. You know? Like, yeah. but uh but with that, here's something that everybody really loves. And uh and I won't even charge you to answer these questions. What if we do an Ask Meanie?
0: I would love to.
2: It's
1: time to ask, me anything. ask me something. <laughs> All right. Uh, In a way, here we go. I
2: was like, I just open up this thing, and of course, Slickter has a uh, a graphic waiting for me. Uh it says Alien Talk.
0: That's great. With the meanie It's glasses. the blue mean,
2: a blue meanie alien. That's awesome. Uh dude. Um selector you're, you're you're killing it man um never right. a dull moment let's do uh let's do an ask meanie hey this com- this one comes to us from a gentleman by the name of mini transit antonio one of our uh, newest um pod squad members here on patreon hashtag ask me do you think it would have been a great idea to give you an ECW World Title run as the Blue Boy in two thousand, imagine the heat you would have had.
0: Uh, I wouldn't have opposed. I would <laughs> not have uh, opposed it. You would have been uh, okay
2: being world champion. Ah, that would have been a
0: great <laughs> idea. Um, yeah, and if the the company had lasted, uh, yeah, absolutely, I would love to have done it. Um, and it was cool to work, you know, heel coming back. You know, I was so used to being. You know the, the the lovable jovial blue meanie. That <laughs> a little change of pace didn't hurt. So yeah, I oh,
2: absolutely. Uh, the great and powerful Andy Slickter writes until th- <laughs> until this week, meanie. <laughs> until this week, me. Oh, can I just say I love that on your birthday, he posted just a thing of you screaming Slickter again and again and again. It is amazing. Um, until this week, meanie had the longest. Cultaholic, Desert Island Graps with Tom Campbell. Does he plan on going back on the show to reclaim his throne? Also, how did you enjoy doing the show? Hashtag Ask AskMeanie, hashtag long story long.
0: So did somebody beat my time? Apparently. I wonder who it was. Um, dude, I'd love to go back on it. It was a that conversation was so easy. It just uh like just just doing this show it's a stream of conscious you know and uh uh he actually uh did the, he he his office like right across from the arena i wrestled in newcastle and yeah. i told the story of how i first had my newcastle beer in New, newcastle england it's like by the way i'm right across the street <laughs> so uh and then he uh dm'd me a, a video of him outside the arena just to you know show it to me because i and it has been 20 years. I forgot what I even looked like, so that was pretty <laughs> cool. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a blast. I'd love to go back on, uh, you know. Let, uh, it's good to let, you know, a little bit of time go in between appearances because I don't want people to get sick of me. Mm-hmm. So uh can't miss me if I don't go away. So, uh, yeah, eventually down the line if they want to have me again,
2: absolutely. Uh, this one comes to you from at so says Chernoff. Question. Um, I was looking at your awesome shirt that you have there uh, from uh, Dark Side. Uh, people who can't see it, it's one of the Brian Pillman Dark Side of the Ring shirts. It's uh, the Hollywood Blondes. Awesome shirt there. But it got me thinking, when you're saying about your appearances and everything, making different appearances, you very much, um, and watch how I slide in this plug here. I was talking to Jeff Jarrett earlier today, who is my uh, my guest on uh, this week's So Says Shernoff episode. Um And one of the things that we talked about was uh, legends being used as still being viable in the business versus being just like a nostalgia act. And we talked about how a nostalgia act's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means you've been so successful that people just love, they just want to see what they remember and what they love. Um, Mm -hmm. And it kind of, this all just came to my mind right now. Last night we we watched one of your old matches and you were rocking the airbrush shirt and everything. Yeah. When you, every appearance I've seen you do in ring over the last few years has been the BWO shirt, which obviously is what you are most famous for. Have you considered doing the as somebody who has many many airbrushed ties? Have you considered doing things like you're going to work a chauffeur? Ring of Honor, so you get some classic, you know, there's blue meanie dancing on your shirt with the Ring of Honor logo or something like that. Have you considered going back to uh, doing the airbrush thing at any point and being kind of like that meanie, or do you think the BWO look is, is what people really want to see?
0: It just became, uh, the BWO thing just became, because people started chanting BWO mm. at shows, and I was like, man, I should be wearing a BWO shirt, you know? <laughs> So uh, yeah, just um, should I? Yeah, I'm sure I could. Uh, but then again, a lot of times I'm a, I'm a surprise on somebody's mm-hmm. shows. So if I go and get a blue meanie Ring of Honor shirt, and then somebody happens to see that shirt, then it kind of lets the cat out of the bag yeah. or something like that. So, so I always try to keep the super kayfabe. Mm-hmm. But it's a good idea. Maybe uh, if something ever comes up down the line. But or you could just wear a mind of the meanie shirt.
2: But all uh, well, that too. But I will I, I will say on the flip side of my argument of man, because that's really just the fan in me going like I don't want to see Meanie and his airbrush stuff again. But on the other side of it, where you're very smart, is if you're very you're, frugal. If you're at well, as you say, well, there's that. There's the friggin' you know, I've got my Sosa's Chernoff budget of my tie budget. Um yeah. but uh if you've got a gimmick table, you know, what are you selling? You're not selling your one of a kind airbrush shirt. You're selling BWO shirts, so people get to Pretty go much. home wearing the shirt that they just watched you wear in the ring, and that's, you know, that's good. That's good business sense. So don't listen to anything I said. But um... <laughs> no, it's very, it's, it's very valid. Um, mm. Chris WD two thousand nine writes. Uh, Meany has discussed in a shoot interview. That 2004 and 2005 were the worst years of his life. Is me mm-hmm. comfortable talking about why those years were so difficult? or And I'll add in, or do we want to just say, it just kind of sucked and we leave it at that? I think I've actually talked about it. It was just uh,
0: oh4 maybe even 03. Um Nah, yeah, it, it was the shits. Uh, I was part of a wrestling promotion called 3PW, uh, which... I always said I would never want to be a promoter, but kind of got talked into it out of trying to. Uh, we started 3PW because somebody I was with had a friend who was offered to buy an independent wrestling promotion. I was like, why would you buy an independent <laughs> promotion? We could just start one from scratch. Yeah. Well, you want their whole yeah.
2: tape library, you know?
0: Yeah, right. So uh, somebody was trying to con this guy, and I talked him out of the con, and then. It spun into this whole three PW thing, and just I've just felt uh, and another, you know, uh, rule of thumb was never get involved in anybody in the business with anybody in the business because that's that's like going into business with family. It's it's yeah. never going to end well, and uh, you know things you know started having the the relationship started deteriorating. I I thought my career was going down the fucking tubes uh the person i was with was starting a, a a lot of trouble elsewhere i was getting i was getting some of the shrapnel yeah. some residual um, heat oh yeah. yeah nuclear residual heat um i thought i was losing friends i was losing friends uh i thought my career was dying and then uh st- certain things started happening while we were running shows like The person I was with uh, would text me days. show and goes, I can't make it to the show tonight. Uh, I got arrested for making phony phone calls. Uh, (laughs) And I had to go to Todd Gordon, who was our booker, and go, hey, uh, so-and-so can't make it. Uh, I just got a text that that person is in jail for it. And he's like, I've had it. That's the final straw. I'm going to the arena. I'm putting the lineup sheet on the table. Do with it what you want. And and that was a whole other thing where I had to face a locker room and go, hey, well, this happened. You can work or you don't have to work. And yeah. thankfully, uh, you know, guys like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, uh, Velvet Sky were all like, ah, we're here, we'll work. And, you know, eventually I was able to uh, give them something. Uh, and then I then another situation where the person uh, – in illness where I thought they were dying in a hospital and I'm trying to call every hospital in New York uh, to see where this person is because I care. And then uh turns out it was all bullshit. Uh, so I just go through a lot of mental things and stuff like that. And then uh, event, you know, eventually that person uh, moved on and, and I eventually I had enough and I moved on. And uh, 3PW went on for a little while. So I had this relationship I was in that was, I thought my career was over. I thought I was losing friends. Uh, I was being humiliated very publicly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the cherry on top was the whole JBL situation. But then, like, I look back at the JBL situation, and as shitty as it was, it was kind of like this, it pulled me out of this funk where, you know, I thought, I was worthless. I thought people didn't give a shit about me anymore. And then once I saw people rally around me because of the thing that happened to me on the pay-per-view, I realized people still cared. And it kind of brought me, brought a confidence back that, hey, I could still be me on my own and I still have some worth. So I came out of that shitty, two to three years, real shitty where... I could just easily, you know, a couple of times I was like, oh, I should just call it a day, you know, check please. But I didn't. And um, just um, the whole JBL thing kind of brought me out of that funk where people, you know, rallied around me and I was like, oh man, this, people care. Uh, and going into the, that weekend, we did the Jeremy Boras show Friday and uh, a couple of people in that show, hadn't wanted nothing to do with me i went to shake their hands they wouldn't say hello you know fuck you meanie because of the person i'm that uh just uh made my you know made two or three years of my life a living hell and i was like fuck well yep got no more friends but after the jbl thing happened those p- people kind of came around or like and a lot of people realized it wasn't me it was the other person stuff like that you know, it's like you know Start, you know, singing, you know, why can't we be friends and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was, I call those the black years because, you know, I started, I was drinking a lot just to medicate and stuff like that. Then also didn't help that the the bar in South Street was having dollar PBR pound or something. <laughs> it would be nothing for me to, Could uh, it have been the out. happiest
2: time of your life and you were still going to be drinking a lot. So,
0: yeah. Dude, I was I was we I went out with a group, of, a group of friends. Uh not wrestlers, just personal friends. Civilians. I got so ha- yeah, civilians. I got so hammered. The next day I woke up on my lounge chair in my living room with a 2-foot wawa hoagie <laughs> on, on my lap. I just looked down and I saw this 2-foot long hoagie, and there's a piece of tomato right there. I just went, "Oh, tomato." And just <laughs> and I was, you know but uh you yeah know, th- those those years were rough but there's such an
2: important um, lesson that comes from that because you you know why the question of of why were they the worst years of your life? well, professionally, things were bad, personally, things were bad your yeah. private life, your public life your you know yeah. things were you know the, what else what else is there right what else is there there yeah. personal, professional, private, and public like that's it so if anything's kind of bad. And you're talking years that things are like that. Yeah. Yeah. But the but there is that really great lesson in that for anybody who's even listening now, who's in one of those dark times now, who goes, Yeah, but a dark time's one thing, but God, it's been, you know, two years, three years, whatever. Man, you know, that may have felt like a long time then, but here we are fast forward 15 plus years later, and things are great for you. You're happy, yeah. You know, oh yeah. It's, it is just that lesson that man. Like, no matter how dark you think things are, it really can always get better. And that's what I'm hearing in your story, you know. And oh, that's, absolutely. That's the that's, I mean, that to me, that's the the lesson to take away from that, which is. Great. And,
0: and here's a le- here's another lesson is like uh, the person I used to be with, um, very. I found out that that person was with somebody else on uh, MySpace. <laughs> wow. So, uh, oh, I'm going to New York to visit my mom. Oh, that's cool. Uh, then why is so-and-so in Seattle uh, saying that you're in the next room and it's very cool? he thinks it's cute that you guys are messing with each other on MySpace? <laughs> so uh, sh- this person went and found another person, and uh, I wound up being at a convention, and they were there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, when you're in a situation when you're you're breaking up, you're plotting revenge or, you know, <laughs> make somebody jealous or whatever. It's like, I'm going to send this motherfucker a tombstone to his house with his name <laughs> on it or whatever. <laughs> but then, like, like, I was walking down the hallway. I was coming out of the men's room, and he's, and just as fate would have it, the guy she left me for is walking two feet in front of me. I was like, this guy has no idea that like, well, she sold him a bill of goods, too. She said sure. she was single. And uh, she told everybody I was her bodyguard. <laughs> oh, he's not my boyfriend. He's my bodyguard. So, no, you
2: know. It's the same she thing I tell people was, about you, too.
0: Yeah. So, when she was doing whatever she was doing with all these people. <laughs> Nobody. With this person. Right. Nobody didn't had quite, a
2: concern. I, and I, I
0: confronted. Him. I was like, hey, you know, that's my girlfriend. Right? Oh, no. She said you're her bodyguard. Whatever. So, I, I, we're at this convention. And he's walking. He's like Eat he a pretzel. I was like. This guy doesn't know that I could just go behind and just choke him choke his ass out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in hindsight, you know, I went from wanting to send him a uh, send him a, a tombstone to his front house that I should have sent him a fruit basket and said thank you for getting her away from me. She's your fucking problem now, because uh, he sent me that guy that she left me for sent me an email going, hey. Uh, were you guys really married? That means like my marriage to her can be annulled because you know, we weren't really married. And, like <laughs> I was like, nah, buddy, she's yours. Oh man. So yeah,
2: that happened. So oh, man. he would have gotten that you know basket and just been like, I didn't I don't remember working for Dino Santa. What am I getting this for? <laughs> but that um, but
0: that's the lesson, dude, too. Like if you're in that situation, uh just step back, take a breath, reevaluate everything, and don't be impulsive. With anything, you know, you know, suicide is a temporary solution to a is, a, is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yeah. You know, you know, we, and I was there, I was just like, you know, uh, but you know, didn't you? the only thing that kept me there was the love of my mom. I was like, hey, can't put my mom through that, you know? So, but then once I got out of the situation, I realized how much better off
2: I was. Out of that situation. It's a, you know, I'm so glad that mental health is, is the stigma of mental health is, is dissipating. It's not gone. Um, Right. But I mean, depression is, depression is, is no joke, but depression Uh on top of situational depression can just feel like a million pounds, you know, if you have, if you're depressed because you just suffer from depression and then on top of that, you have a situation where you can go, well, this is, you know, here's a tangible reason of why I'm so down as well. That can be, that can be crippling. And unfortunately, you know, I'm sure we, we both and a lot of people listening to this, I'm sure have you know, lost people from that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a horrible thing. And, you know, I, I, I know, first hand from people who have you know committed suicide and and although i've i've actually even heard a thing that it's not even referred to as committed anymore because that is as though they're doing like a a, a doing something uh uh like a crime you know they died by gotcha. suicide is is yeah. the uh but the crime if there was a crime it's to yourself you know you yeah. don't it's not I can just go around in circles here, but the reality is, I think the lesson the lesson is, you know, look, everybody can can have these down times, and and don't ever be ashamed of how you're feeling. Know that other people, you know, think about this story. Mean he's telling you, you know.
0: Yeah, you're not the first person to feel this way. Yeah, and you also, no, no.
2: and if you and and, and you one, won't be the last. Yeah, and once you and once you kick out, you also won't be the first person to kick out of it. You know, that's the yeah. thing. You you can, you really can. Life is—it's mm-hmm. uh, not over until it's over. So you know, right? Uh, that's right. that's the uh, the positive message that we'll, we'll give. But no, oh. I really appreciate you being open about that and sharing. You know, I went back and forth on the question because great question. I mean, a fa- great fair question. Um, oh yeah, but I didn't want you to feel. Hey, the only reason why
0: I wouldn't talk about it is I, I try not to give. Mm-hmm. The people, negative people, oxygen.
2: Yeah, and that's I think you know. You know look, people aren't stupid. They can read between the lines, but that's something you and I have talked yeah. about before. I'm, t- just, I'm
0: taking the higher road on it. Yeah. I'm just stating the facts.
2: Yeah, that person's uh, the name, name is has not been changed. Necessary to be said. And that's no. it. That's nope. it. He, you know, if you're listening to this, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, you know, to, you know, to to. Or
0: or, it to or, or, or as she used to say, rocket scientry. So that's an actual. Wow! That All right. I had to hear constantly. It's not rocket science, tree.
2: Like no, it certainly is not. Um. It's, uh, like my, it's like
0: what? It's like the one girlfriend I had. I told her I was from, I was part Norwegian, and she's like, "Where's Norwegia?" <laughs> I was right. like, "Where's the door?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. Uh, Sean yeah. Jones says, Meanie, what do you think about unwritten baseball rules, BS, and Tony LaRussa's
0: BS? I'm just catching up on that. Um, apparently, Tony La Russa threw his uh, own player under the bus or something like that. Uh, from what I understand, uh, I see this with Chicago, I want to say, the White Sox, and they were up 11 points, 11 to nothing or something, and... The other team was out of pitcher, so they had the catcher pitching. And uh, Larusa put on a stop sign for his batter, like, let's not run up the score. And the catcher threw this fucking beach ball, and the guy just blasted it out of the park. Yeah, and when asked about Larusa, just kind of threw him under the bus, you know, about it. Uh, that's as much as I know about it. Uh, there's there a clip I saw on Twitter where Cece's a bath, they just ripped Tony Larusa, Larusa, a new asshole. Yeah. Saying that he's out of touch with the sport of baseball, I don't like Tony La Russa because he uh, managed the Cardinals and he would, you know, any time it seemed like any time the Phillies played the Cardinals, he was out there changing pitchers every fucking pitch. Yeah, it's like Jesus Christ, can you let the guy fucking break a sweat before he switched the fucking? He would do that strategic, you know, lefty lefty righty righty, a right hand pitcher, right hand batter bullshit, and like the game, it would drag the game out for like four hours. Like, dude, and besides the fact, he always looked like he was wearing a hairpiece under his fucking hat. You know, <laughs> but uh, uh yeah, I, um, yeah, there's unwritten rules in baseball. There's unwritten rules in wrestling. Uh, you know whether they're useful or not, I don't know. But uh, yeah, you don't like you don't throw your guy under the bus. You know,
2: um,
0: even if you disagree, you just. Dis- Come up with a cockamamie answer, cock, uh, bullshit non-answer, and yeah. handle it in private.
2: Um, we have a couple of other things here. Uh, Vanessa says, this is based on what you were saying previously, I remember logging sure. into PW Insider and reading about the JBL thing. There was a link to Meany's MySpace. He was my fourth ad. Been following <laughs> him on social media since.
0: Very cool. Thank you so yeah. much.
2: Um, Sean that's why I was uh, using.
0: So, like, I was legit pissed, but I was like, you know, if I'm going to be pissed, let me talk about it. Yeah, and I would. I would write like uh, blog posts, and yeah, eventually um, it created enough buzz that they brought
2: me back. Which I mean, man, if there isn't a lesson in that too, you know. yeah,
0: create but create good buzz, Uh not go away buzz.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. Trying to see. Okay, we have uh, James Sorensen writes, when Mind of the Meanie goes on the road, who's the first special guest for live shows that you want to ask? Um, hmm. Poor Al Snow has been waiting. Um, yeah, he's I been in the
0: green room for a while now. I
2: don't know that we're getting to him today, so apologies yeah. to Al Snow. Apolo- um, apologies to Al Snow. Um, <laughs> I don't know. who. Uh, I'll ask you. who If we do a live show at some point, I mean, when we do a live show at some point, who do you... Uh,
0: um, I'm assuming we're piggybacking off a convention and stuff like that. And, uh, you could, we could do any of the ECW originals. Um, somebody's sense of humor. I, you know, we like to have fun on the show. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want to talk to anybody. It's like a fucking wet blanket, you know, just like we're cracking jokes and that person is just like, I don't get it, you know? So, yeah. you know,
2: I just, I feel like, I mean, of course I what's that. Oh, I was gonna say. I feel like Joel Gartner is a. Of course, Joel. Yeah. Is a is a, 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 a no brainer there. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. We do those Zoom calls for uh, ad free shows, yeah. and it's it's a night off. I was gonna Joel say,
2: just, night off for us. We can do a lot of shows, just let Joel go.
0: I'm, I'm I'm trying to catch up with him. Just, <laughs> I'm I, I'm throwing dead balls out there, and he's hitting fucking grand slams and shit. I'm like, I feel inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> Um but, you know, anybody any anybody who can roll with the punches and has a sense of humor, you know.
2: It would be fun to find someone that like people aren't expecting, you know. Yeah. Um, but I agree. Yeah. It would have to be somebody that could, you know, hang hang out. Like, you know, it's it's thing is it's like anything else. Like it's like hanging out with a group of friends. If you get that one friend where you're just like, oh fuck. You know, I got to kind of watch what we're going to say because they're going to give some weird look or they're going di- to, you know, like, like we, we, we've we all had that buddy who's just kind of like, you know, kills the vibe when that and we're like, oh, did we have to invite him? Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. I uh, Rest in peace, Paul comedian, Paul Mooney, who passed away this week. Right. Yeah. And I posted the foot me and Tracy posted photos with, you know, that we met him. But we went to see Paul Mooney that night over at um local comedy club. I can't think of the name. Um Helium. Helium. Yeah. Was it? And was it really? Yeah. Yeah. And uh nice. we had a we had this one friend who uh isn't a friend anymore. Uh just because he couldn't respect certain things. But he brought this fucking girlfriend and it was like, Ugh She just fucking killed the whole fucking evening. Like Paul Mooney's telling jokes about this, that and the other thing and this 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 guy who is already on my shit list brought a fucking girl who's fucking fact-checking the jokes as we're sitting there. It's just like, can you shut the... F- I, I didn't pay to listen to you. Uh, yeah. Please just shut the fuck up. Um, so, and I don't want... I wouldn't want a guest to be like that for one of our live no. shows where it's just like, uh, you know, we, we, we're we cracking one-liners and then that person will, goes, well, actually...
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we don't want. (laughs) We definitely don't want that. Um, No, I think. I mean, like, obviously, people like Joel, some like Al Snow, would be, you know, would be awesome. Um, Yeah. And there's many, many more. I'm sure your Rolodex is a hell of a lot larger than mine. Um, So you know, there's a lot of people. um, Oh yeah. That would just be a lot of a lot of fun to have on. So you know, and that's the nice thing too is when we do decide to do one and if we're piggybacking off of a convention or we're doing it at a convention, like we've talked on here before about the hope of being able to maybe do a show at, uh, at a Starcast at some point. And yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. Cause then you kind of just look around and you go, all right, who's, uh,
0: <laughs> who's here. Yeah. When I did, uh, was at the Starcast in Chicago. Dreamer's like, Hey, you want to do my podcast? Mm-hmm. You want to do my podcast. I was like, yeah, yeah, Sure. Meanie, I've you know, never been more on. excited
2: in my life than I am right now.
0: Listen, Meanie. Yes,
2: Tommy. Oh man, yeah, Tommy Dreamer would be a great one to have on there. He's a Tommy's <laughs> actually hilarious. He he's hilarious, uh, and I like I had to tell you, yeah, you know him slightly better than I do. Um, yeah, but uh, he's hilarious. But man, talk about dry sense, dry delivery. I should say. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. which is amazing. Um, last question here comes from Jack Gray. When you first started training, what was your cardio workout? Just in ring. Uh, and that's
0: the sh- the shame of it is, like I tell guys now who are going to start training, start training before you start your, your wrestling workout. You know, go to the gym, do cardio, do weights and all that stuff. I never really had anybody in my life that was physically fit. Or a diet expert or hey, you should take in this many calories in a day, you know? Yeah. My uh my grandma, God bless her, I love her, but her idea of a salad was a piece of lettuce and tomato with a thing of mayonnaise on top of it. I was like, Well, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like it like it was a sandwich, you know. Yeah. So, um so I never really had that guidance in my life. So I got to be without just getting in a ring. And rolling around in a ring and taking bumps and hitting ropes and shit like that. You know, cause I would do two a days, you know, he had a morning class evening right. class and so, I lived in the school. So I just did both. Well, I so mean, you weren't obligated to do both. You could do one or the other. I did both. That's so why, that's why you're
2: here. That's why you're, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, that's, yeah. it doesn't guarantee it, but I think that mindset right there, that passion for yeah. it is why you made it, you know?
0: And even when he would go away, I'd throw, it like, the tr- crash pad in the ring and try stuff mm-hmm. off the top rope, try the meanie salt, shit like that, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, my cardio was strictly just working.
2: What was, uh, to kind of piggyba- piggyback off of that question, what was, um, like, you, I, like when I was in OVW, I remember we did, and this wasn't with Al, this was initially, I, I'm not sure what we did with Dinsmore, but I remember with uh, uh Joey Mercury, Joey Matthews, um, <laughs> it was, I mean, dude, we, were, we would just start off and it was like a thousand squats and then you'd yeah. go and do like, and I mean, it sounds like when someone's just like a thousand squats, yeah, right. It's like, no, dude, it was legitimately because you'd do that and then you'd go do push-ups, and it would be the point where, yeah, okay, eventually those squats, you're not getting very deep in those anymore and you're not, you're barely moving. Um, but it would be, then he'd throw in like Hindu squats and then there'd be jumping jacks and all these things. Was that something that you had at Al's? I remember at the Wild Samoan Training Center, it was always like we had to go do a certain amount of laps around. There was like a park outside of where the training center was in Allentown. And we would, first you go and do your laps, then you'd come into the ring and it was squats and it was sit-ups and push-ups and things like that. Then you'd run the ropes and all. Did Al do that same kind of thing or was it more... Like wrestling based? Uh, I had like
0: the fortunate situation of just showing up. Uh, I guess when people would, I would, you know, somebody would go one, when somebody would want to go to our school, he would have them, uh, we were, we had the fifth and sixth floor of this old Masonic temple in downtown Lima. He would have them run up and down the steps mm-hmm. for X amount of time and, see how they were i he we, he would put them through stuff but i guess since i you know joined through phyllis and i sent my money all up front mm-hmm. i just showed up and he didn't really put me through anything until you know the morning we were going to train and it was just me and him learning the bump you know i i you know i watched him do the like the night class when he came in and then I, uh, you know, went we went into his office and this is the first time I'm meeting him and uh, just gave me the, the talk, you know, and uh, he said things to me that, you know, stay, stay, uh, stayed with me to this day, you know, and just in that one meeting. And I carry forward and uh, I, I wonder you know, if,
2: if Phyllis really, I think that may have been a thing where he just saw you as like, I don't need to try and break this kid. I need to try and you know, yeah. help him. you know?
0: Well, yeah, before I went, even went there, I, I was talking on the phone like a couple times a week with Phyllis just talking about wrestling, talking about life. Yeah. I think I knew more about Sean Watman <laughs> before I even met him just because Phyllis was, you know, like a mother figure to him.
1: Oh, Sean, I wish you would stop eating cheese mozzarella sticks.
0: You know, shit, <laughs> shit like that. Just, and she, and she would send me photos, and, I, like, I had photos of uh, Sean that, like, when she passed away, I was like, hey, do you want these? Phil, you know, it was pho- photos Phyllis sent me of Sean Waltman, but with her handwriting on the back, I was like, do you want these photos? And I, I sent it to him, and, you know, That's it was awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, I kind of had a, uh, like I said, you know, sometimes the big, biggest lessons in the business are on the car rides where you're talking about the business. But I kind of had like pre kindergarten, where uh, I was on those phone calls with Phyllis. Yeah. I was learning a lot of stuff. But again, Just I th- talk it to her. I think like that, I was, that probably helped
2: yeah. a lot where maybe she was able yeah. to give Al kind of like the, like, you know, here's, here's this kid. Here's where his head is. Here's where his heart is. Here's, you know, who he is. And again, like not that and I'm not suggesting that Al was trying to break people, that, that was like his no. thing. Um no. but you do it. Like I remember Joey Matthews saying, like, why he I remember him telling me why he was doing all these squats, why he was doing all these things. And he said he's like, you know, it's the old the way he came into it was, you know, how badly do you want to be here? You know, do you really are you willing yeah. to, uh, you know, you can spend the money, you can do this, you can do that, you can run the ropes, you can take your bumps. But we're going to torture you with calisthenics and are, do yeah. you love this so much that you're going to go? I mean, cause we didn't even get in the ring for, I want to say the first few days of class, like, yeah. and it was just basically like, how badly do you want it? Earn your way in here. And, uh, you know, look, it, I, it's yeah. wasn't my favorite at the time, but it's, it's, you know, um, but there were plenty of people I will say that I do remember who would just collapse and not come back. And, uh, it's not that those of us who did like myself became, you know, this incredible wrestling star and personality. But, yeah. um, you know, I remember, uh, do you remember Brad Maddox? Yeah. Yeah. He was in my class. Um, okay. and you know, I remember like he, he was always very, very quiet and just went and did what he was told and had to do, you know, did his thing. And, you know, I wasn't really like friends with him or anything, but, Uh, he was the one from the class that actually made it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I think that probably helped the fact that, you know, and again, it's not a, uh, it's not like you missed something, you know? Um, I think it was a way for him to learn about you before having to do that, you know?
0: Well, yeah, I think Phyllis had the, uh, what's the, uh, uh, Reconnaissance, you know, when they go, they send a spy in yeah. to do yeah. reconnaissance on the, She, she knew all about my family. She knew about me. She knew about my life history. Mm-hmm. You know everything, and we, like I said, we were talking for a good year. I, I somewhere, I'm, I'm sure I still have letters from her and stuff like that. And uh, once I showed up, it was just like, okay, get in the ring. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm sure he probably knew, but uh, and he was, you know, I, 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 I hit the lottery with him, you know.
2: I mean, God, you you know, you and Al. It's not like uh, it, it's beyond just the the trainer trainee relationship, and and you know, like you say, he's your big brother. And he, he says is. you're his little brother, you know, and that's yep. it, it's an and again, I I can't help but wonder if if Phyllis kind of helped, you know, and I and for I never got to meet Phyllis, and you know, um yeah. but I can't help but wonder if if that really helped to kind of create that relationship more so than just, you came to a school and trained and it's really, I mean, it's, it's people who don't realize like that's not, not as common uh, as people might think to have that type of relationship with your trainer and then have them just become family like that. Um, Yeah.
0: and I I knew he was family when my grandfather passed and uh, you know, I, I, I went to the funeral and there was a, you know, a thing of flowers from him and his family. Oh wow! You know, so I was like, "Oh well,
2: that's cool." Yeah, I hope yeah. he doesn't so. mind. But Al Snow's a really good guy. Um, oh yeah, and he can hear us in the green room anyway. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. Al, I am so sorry. I am just because we're running, we're running a little late here, and it's just we not have a Zoom work. call to do. Yeah, so. it's not going to work out. Um, Suck at snow, but uh, you know, but I but mean he appreciates everything. You know, he really does. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get you one of these days. Um, yeah, but I think that maybe we'll we'll wrap it up <laughs> on that there. Um, this has been a fun episode. <laughs> this is always... It's always good. These Friday like, night things was, have been great, man. It, I feel like we've yeah back to chatting more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It,
0: it, it, we were seeing... It, uh, I mean, we are seeing the usual suspe- suspects in our uh, Patreon chats, but some um, uh, folks who usually... Haven't made it in the past for showing up too, which is fun. Yeah, it's always
2: a good, you know, it's always come join the fun. Yeah, seriously, seriously, join the fun. Stay for a month. If you don't like it, you know, we'll judge you forever. But you know, just leave. It's okay. But come on in, and uh, you won't want to leave. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door.
0: We've been waiting
2: for you. We've been waiting for you. (laughs) And
0: that's all I know.
2: With the thing and thing and the thing, <laughs> Three's company too. Oh man! Beep, beep beep boop. How late is it, and what is in my drink that we just sang the? uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, listen. Um, Vanessa one. Uh, oh, Vanessa asked a couple quick. Phyllis, uh, wasn't she related to Polly Shore? Is what she asked? Mm, no. No. Okay. Uh, Vanessa also writes zombies, aliens, lumberjacks. I guess is that the name. Um, sure. The show. Uh, you win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Zombies, aliens, lumberjacks. Uh, Book it. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write it down right now, or i oh, I can't write on that. That's my. That's my fight script. Working on some. Cool. Some behind the scenes things. Why well, behind the scenes? I can tell you, I'm working on. I'm producing a, uh, a how to. For Fight. So if you ever want to learn how to download Fight and all the things that you can do and the different places you can stream it and everything, that's kind of what we've been working on. Um, And it's been a lot of fun being able to work with those people. Fight TV is a great place. Um, We had a blast on there. We will continue to do more stuff on there. Um, Yeah. And uh, they're awesome. Um, But zombies, aliens, And and lumberjacks. That's it. That's the name of the show, Winter Winter Chicken Dinner. <laughs> um. So yeah, Meanie, what else do we have to say to everybody? Hey, come join us uh, August seventh. Yeah. Uh, in Port Henry, New York. Really got to we'll, find the address. we uh, be
0: unleashing uh, our new wrestling buddies onto the so uh, cool. the world. So it, cool. it's amazing. It's something it's something I've wanted forever, but I never knew how to how to uh, acquire. So. Uh, join us uh august 7th.
2: Yeah, we'll have all the information. We'll be tweeting it out. We'll be getting it there and if you think you missed it and you can't find it somewhere, shoot us a DM. Slide on into our DMs. Yeah, uh, our DMs are manscaped. So slide right on in. Um uh yeah, and uh oh, and st- oh okay, this part's important. Um Go to com and you can click. It'll take you right over to mindofthemeanie.bigcartel.com where you can get yourself Mind of the Meanie action figures. Now, they are selling very, very well, which we are very grateful for. Uh, We are now down to three signed two-packs left. Three of them. Um, Mm -hmm. Our goal would be to sign more and to sell more of them. However, uh, or as the Fink would say, however, um, the I stole that from Matt Cardona. He says it all the time, and now it's stuck in my head. Um, once we sell out of the unsigned ones, which are still selling every single day, there won't be any left for us to sign again. So go now, order them now. Um, we're going to hopefully get together. At some point, in the, you know, sooner than later, and be able to sign a few more. Um, uh, and we also have the signed concept art available, and available to the first twenty people to DM us proof of using Mini Twenty, the promo code at Manscaped.com. Uh, do it now, and oh, by the way, uh, your deadline is two weeks from now. So do it in the next two weeks. Word. If you want to get that signed art. Otherwise, you're just going to have to buy it. (laughs) That's it. You're going to have to buy it. Um, All right, Meanie. Hey. You say we we just get out?
0: Let's uh, let's take a powder. Let's get going. Uh, um, But thanks to everybody who uh, partook in the, uh, the show today and our Patreon chat. Thank you for everybody who supports us each and every week. Uh, whether it's downloading or joining us in the chat or everything, everything, every little piece of support is appreciated. So, thank you.
2: Absolutely. And you can support us by going to ProWrestlingTees.com slash mind of the meanie, slash blue meanie, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash so says Follow us on social media at mind of the meanie and as individuals as well. He's at blue meanie BWO and I am at Soso says Those are the same handles as well if you want to head on over to Cameo and get a cameo, cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. And Cameo.com slash so says Chernoff We'd love to say hello. Uh subscribe to our YouTube channel if you would be ever so kind. YouTube.com slash mind of the meanie. We've got some great stuff over there. Uh if we do say so ourselves. Um and of course, support us if you want to with our action figures by Cello Toys. Um over at mind of the meanie.com. Go to mind of the meanie.com. There's a link to everything absolutely everything. You want to subscribe? Mindofthemeanie.com. You want to go to manscaped.com? That will be up there by the time this airs on Monday. So go and uh, check check it out and have a good time. Uh, and I guess, Meanie, that's it for us. We will see everybody next week, next Monday, and every Monday for another trip into the Mind of the Me. Blip, blip,
1: blip, blip, blue world order the world of MLW radio never stops